What has Jesus done for you? Why is he the head of the church? What does the Bible say about the body of Christ and spiritual gifts? How are you gifted? How can you learn what your gifts are? And how are you using your spiritual gifts in service? Join us today as we talk about spiritual gifts. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries and your host for today's program. Well, I'm in the studio by myself today, and I pulled out a portion of a series that I did on spiritual gifts many years ago and uh, trying to pull it together today into this half-hour program. Uh, we'll talk about service gifts. The, the spiritual gifts are divided into service gifts and signs gifts, but we're going to talk about service gifts today. So who is Jesus and, and what has he done for each and every person? You hear this a lot on our program. We want people that listen to this program to know Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord and to grow in his word. But we know Jesus has suffered and died for our sins, your sin, my sins, and every person's sin that has ever lived. We also know that because of his suffering and death, those that believe in him have eternal life, and they also have forgiveness of their sins. That's an important thing to understand, but we do know that people have to have faith in him, although he's done all the work necessary for us to have this free gift that he offers us. We need to place our faith in him, and so we encourage every listener to put their faith in Jesus Christ and begin growing in what he has said in his word. Help, help. We want to help you grow in your knowledge of God's word because it's where we find truth. But we want to talk today about the body of Christ. What is the body of Christ? It is the invisible church. And in Ephesians, we read, and he put all things in subjection under his feet, that's talking about Jesus, and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And in Colossians, we read, he is also the head of the body, the church, and he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself might come to have first place in everything. Again, that's referring to Jesus as the head of the church, and it talks about an invisible church. The body of Christ is the invisible church. In every denomination, there are believers. There are people that truly believe. They may be in all stages. They may be babies in Christ and maybe not doing what they're supposed to be doing, but they have true faith. They may be mature uh, men and women and even children. But there are also going to be some in the denominations that don't really have faith. The church, the body of Christ, is invisible. We cannot see it, but the Bible calls it the body of Christ, and Jesus is the head of the body. So as we talk about spiritual gifts today, we want to know what is a spiritual gift, who gives the gifts to us, and how do we use them? A few more verses. 1 Peter 4, as each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another— as good stewards of the grace of God. 
And there are a variety of efforts, but the same God who works all things in all persons. And to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. But one in the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills from 1 Corinthians. So the Bible tells us that God gives each person at least one spiritual gift, often numerous gifts. Sometimes when we're very young, either young children or young in our faith, we don't know what those gifts are. And I'm going to talk a little bit today about how we can find out what our spiritual gifts are. But um, as I mentioned at the beginning, we're going to talk about signs. I'm sorry, we're not going to talk about signs. There's two types of spiritual gifts, service gifts and signs gifts. And today I want to focus on the service gifts mainly because of time, but also because those gifts are given to us to serve the church and to reach out beyond the walls of the church. And uh, many times Christians don't know that they're given these gifts. They don't know what their gifts are. Now, in different denominations, sometimes we argue about various names, different translations of the Bible. Sometimes gives these gifts different names, but they mean the same thing. Let me just go through a few of them as we continue talking about spiritual gifts. Administration is one of the gifts. Now, I know I have that as one of my strong gifts, probably more an administrator than a leader. Um, but an administrative gift is somebody likes to somebody that likes to organize things, and it can be in a different variety of levels. A good executive assistant of a uh, director has good administrative gifts, but so do executive directors or presidents of ministries. They better be organized. If they're not able to deal with the details, they're going to have a really hard time in even remembering details. Another gift is evangelism. And I don't think as many people in the church have the gift of evangelism as some of the other gifts. I, too, believe I have the gift of evangelism, somebody that can articulate the law and gospel uh, carefully and help people understand what it means. Um, There's also the gift of being a pastor, and there's the gift of exhortation and wisdom, the gift of encouragement. If you've ever been around anyone that has that gift of encouragement, you will love being around them because they're always encouraging others. They're not complainers. They're encouraging you in your, in your faith. They're encouraging you as a parent or a grandparent, and you just like being around those people. There's a gift of giving, and there's a gift of helps and service. I think a lot of people have the gifts of help, helps or service, but sometimes when we're in the church and someone says, I want to, do, I want to help, what can I do? People will put them in a leadership position, and most of the times, those people that have the gift of helps or service just want to be told what to do. They want to help in the kitchen. They want to help with registration at Vacation Bible School. They don't want to be in a leadership position. We'll talk a little bit more about that. There's a gift of hospitality. If you've ever been in a home Bible study, you know there are some people that just love to open up their homes and have you in. Maybe it's a small home Bible study group. Maybe it's just for dinner. People always feel so much more comfortable in a home of someone that has that gift of hospitality. 
There's the gift of intercession and prayer. And I have several friends. I'm a big prayer person, but I don't have that gift of intercessory intercessory prayer. I do see the importance of prayer, but my friends that have that, they will pray all day long. They just love to pray, and it's so important that we do pray. But if you have, if you know someone that has that gift, you know it's special for them. There is the gift of leadership, and leaders lead others and encourage them. And often leadership and administration is going to be uh, combined together. There's the gift of mercy or uh, forgiveness. There's a gift of teaching. Um, Many times people have the gift of teaching, but they don't know it. I'm going to talk in a little bit more about some of the ways you can find out what gifts you have, but I want to go through a few more Bible verses about what the Bible says about spiritual gifts. And I don't have everything here today, but there's so much and so many uh, different parts of the Bible that talk about spiritual gifts. From Romans 12, for just as we have many members in one body and all the members do not have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. And since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given us, let each exercise them accordingly, if prophecy according to the proportion of his faith, if service in his serving, are he who teaches in his teaching, or he who exhorts in his exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Just a few more uh, service gifts and different gifts that Romans talks about. 1 Corinthians 12, I only put some of this in here, but the whole chapter talks about gifts. And it starts out with telling us, do not be unaware of the gifts. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware. There are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are a variety of efforts, but the same God who works all things in all people. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So why do we get spiritual gifts from the Lord? Because together we will do what the church needs, the common good. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually just as he wills. For even as the body is one and yet has many members, and all the members of the body, though they are many, are one body, so also is Christ. Again, it's talking about the body of Christ. And we can't tell God which gift we want. He gives us the gift he wants us to have. So the body is not one member, but many. But now God has placed the members, each one of them, in his body just as he desires. But now there are many members, but one body. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. it. And if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. And God is appointed in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, administration, various kinds of tongues. And then it goes on all Are all not apostles? Are all not prophets? Are all not teachers? All are not workers of miracles, are they? All do not have the gifts of healing, do they? And and it goes on, basically saying everybody gets a different gift, and we need to allow God to give those gifts to us. Again, in Ephesians 4, there's more about spiritual gifts. 
There's one body and one spirit, and just as also you were called into one hope, one God and Father. And he gave some as apostles, and some as prophets, and some as evangelists, and some as pastors and teachers. Why? It says, to the building up of the body of Christ. So again, all of those service gifts are for the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God till we become a a mature man or woman to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. So the goal is for unity in the body of Christ. We don't hear a lot of that in the church. We hear this denomination or that denomination, and most of you know Family Shield Ministries is a ministry uh, grown out of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate. But I have always had a, a strong focus for understanding that the body of Christ is all of the Christian members, all denominations. And in verse 14, it says, And as a result, we will no longer be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. But instead, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ." For from whom the whole body, being fitted and held together by that which every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual part, causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. And then uh, it talks more about love. First uh, Corinthians 7, 7, each man has his own gift from God, one in this manner and another in that. And 1 Peter 4 says, For each one has received a special gift. Employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the grace of God. Whoever speaks, let him speak as it were the utterances of God. Whoever serves, let him do so by the strength which God supplies. For that in all things God may be glorified through Christ. And then it talks about love. And God's word says love is patient, kind, is not jealous, does not brag, is not arrogant, Love does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own way. It is not provoked. It rejoices with truth. Love is critical. And love, I believe, is what God's word says is the more important way. Um, I want to just make a few announcements, and then we'll come back and continue talking about service gifts that God gives us. Family Shield's mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in his word, and strengthen individuals and their families. Today, Family Shield is giving away the booklet, Live the Six, Being an Everyday Missionary. To receive the complimentary booklet, call our response center, 1-877-250-8416, or email us at witness2family at gmail.com. Why not consider putting Family Shield Ministries into your estate? We have brochures from the LCMS Foundation that explain numerous ways you can do this. Most people want to give the majority of their estate to their own family, but will sometimes put a favorite nonprofit ministry into their estate to receive 5% of it or maybe a specific amount. The remainder is given to the family or their loved ones. For more information, contact your lawyer or let us contact you to an LCMS Foundation counselor that specializes in estate planning. 
Another way you can give a gift is through your IRAs. The IRS now allows individuals 70 and a half or older to transfer their required minimum distribution directly to a charity and avoid paying the income tax. If you have questions about using an IRA to make a gift, contact your lawyer, your CPA, or a representative of the LCMS Foundation. We encourage you to share a message, a prayer request, or a program suggestion. Send them to Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. You can also reach us through Facebook. Again, this is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries, and we've been talking about spiritual gifts. So um, maybe you're a Christian that has never thought about what your gift might be. And that's very typical. Many people don't think about that. But if you don't know what your gift is, what could you do? You can take a spiritual gift survey. I have numerous surveys at our office in the files, and they're always made-up surveys, so they're not always exactly accurate, but they just ask you a lot of questions about what you enjoy doing. One of the things that you will find is usually, if you're gifted in that area, you will end up liking this, but if you've never tried it, you may not know. So we do have some surveys. I know there are many other spiritual gift surveys out there, and you might just go to a Christian bookstore and find one. But I also encourage you to try things that you've never done. And again, look at what you enjoy. So what kind of things might you try at your church? Uh, You might try teaching. A lot of times people think if you have the gift of teaching, you're already a teacher. Well, that's just not always true. I know a lot of teachers that don't have the gift of teaching. Um, But also with teaching, there are so many different ages. You could try teaching preschoolers or kindergartners and not like it at all and not think that you're gifted in that area and then be asked to teach a youth group and find you love that. So because there's so many different ages, you might want to try different Uh, ages. And what you can do with teaching is kind of be an assistant to a teacher to kind of learn from them what they're doing. Sometimes you may find you don't like what they're doing. You can also try vacation Bible school. There's lots of different ways you can help to see if that's something that you enjoy. Um, You can also try being on a committee. Now, I remember years ago, I had a man from my church tell me he wanted to help with something. He was a fairly new Christian, and I gave his name to the office and the pastor and later found out they had asked him to be chairman of one of the committees. And And I don't think that's what he wanted, nor was he ready yet. But sometimes, if you've never tried leading a committee, you don't know that you have those gifts. Um, and so maybe if you have the gift of administration, you like to organize people and things. And you might need to try being chairman of something, maybe not something really big, something small to start. Um, if, you li- if you think you might be gifted in evangelism, you might join your outreach committee and uh, do some outreach projects. Um, serving is easy in a church. There's lots of ways to serve if you have the gifts of service or just helps You just want to help, and often you just want someone else to tell you what needs to be done. There are always things that have to be done. There are volunteers that help in the office with record-keeping, with computer skills. There are always uh, 
potlucks and, and dinners being held where they need people to help with all kinds of things. There's just so many ways that you can try out some of these different gifts. And you, you, you probably, again, need to find someone that could maybe help you learn some of those. So don't take on the whole Vacation Bible School program if you've never done it before. Work with someone that's done it for several years and just wants an assistant so you learn a little bit about what they're doing. Now, there's lots of, we talked about several things. Um, uh, the gift of being a pastor, I, I, I think people just are called and feel that this is what they should do. But I think a lot of times uh, people with the gift of evangelism go to become pastors. And I think that's a mistake because most pastors don't have a lot of time to do evangelism outreach beyond the walls of the church. I think a lot of times, as I said early on, people will have several gifts. And um, it's interesting, most of the time, I think teaching can go with evangelism. So you have those two, because if you're an evangelist and you can't teach someone what God's word says, you're going to have a really hard time. But sometimes a pastor has great teaching gifts as well. Those two kind of go together. And uh, just different opportunities that uh, people uh, have to learn and grow and talk about what their gifts are. What's the difference between a spiritual gift and a talent? Spiritual gifts serve the church. Talents might serve the church, but they don't have to. So you might be a great computer person. Uh, that could be just a talent. You might get a job because of your, your talents in that area. But you might also be able to serve the church with that gift. Uh, musical talents aren't listed, although I do think um, music encourages us. So there's a gift of encouragement. I just wonder sometimes if the music couldn't be connected to the gift of encouragement. And exhortation is, is another one that's talked about. And being a prophet, Ari, oh, I, I don't have all the names and all the words in front of me, but just the different ways that that might happen. So why should we use the gift that the Lord has given us? And how are you doing that today? Um, I thought about one of my Bible studies on Mary and Martha. When I initially did this Bible study years and years ago, it took like 10 weeks, 10 hours, because we looked at the Bible and, and thought about the different people in the Bible and said, what do you think their spiritual gifts were? And there's so much in God's word. But I thought of Mary and Martha. Uh, a woman named Martha welcomed him, Jesus, into her home, and she had a sister called Mary, who moreover was listening to the Lord's word seated at his feet. But Martha was distracted with all her preparations, and she came up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Then tell her to help me. And then he went on to say, Martha, Martha, you're worried and bothered about so many things, but only a few are necessary, really only one, for Mary has chosen the good part. But I, I ask in that Bible study, which is a different one, what do you think Mary and Martha's spiritual gifts are? And I think Martha has the gift of administration and uh, she's organizing uh, a meal and cleaning the house and getting everything ready for Jesus and his disciples to come and visit. And she's a detailed person, 
But she's really frustrated because Mary, who must not have that gift, is sitting at his feet just soaking up what he's saying and growing and learning. And certainly that's wonderful, too. But um, I don't know what Mary's gift is there, but I'm pretty sure Martha's gift is administration. And she's just frustrated with that. And Jesus kind of puts her in her place. You know, Mary's listening to my word and soaking it up. She wants to grow in her faith. And there's nothing more important than that. So uh, you might look at God's word. There's so much more in God's word about spiritual gifts. But um, the entire body of Christ grows. So there is unity in the faith. I talked a minute ago about the unity uh, that God wants us to be united and that the body of Christ, uh, as we grow, we begin to understand why it's so important. So there's just a few verses I had about unity in the faith. John 17, 23 says, I in them and thou in me that they may be perfected in unity, that the world may know that thou didst sent me and didst love them even as thou didst love me. That's Jesus speaking in John 17. And Ephesians 4, 13 says, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature man, our woman, to the measure of the statue which belongs to the fullness of Christ. We are to grow in the knowledge of God and become mature people. So we're not tossed around by false teachings and false doctrine so that we understand that the body of Christ is one body and God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit lead us and help us grow. And then in Colossians 3, 14, it says, And beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Uh, love covers a multitude of sin, God's word says. And uh, we need to understand the love of Jesus Christ for us. It's extremely important. I want to mention again that uh, you can uh, call to get our booklet, Live the Six, Being an Everyday Missionary. Uh, call our response center at one 877 8416 or email us at witness to family at And don't forget to give us your complete name and address if you email us or when you call as well. I want to uh, close by just sharing uh, a little announcement based on the Bible study today. Use your spiritual gifts. Think about, pray about, ask the Lord to reveal that gift to you. Stay in the word because that's one thing I forgot to say. If you don't know what it is, get involved in Bible study. That will help you learn and grow in God's grace. He loves you so much. He wants you to have forgiveness and eternal life, which is his gift for you. Thanks for listening. This is Kay Meyer. You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in his word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. And tune in again next week for Family Shield.